on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Clever is true. I'm way too good at goodbyes. Sam Smith there and too good at goodbyes. You're listening to the girls around town here on Sunday morning. We're with you until 12. I'm Tina Betterson and with me in the studio right now is our guest for today Lisa Holloway. Good morning Lisa. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. You're looking very cheery today. Oh I am cheery I'm Good. Not, I haven't had to make 15 breakfasts this morning <laughs> I don't, well you know here's the thing, Newark's favourite landlady of a of a breakfast of a B&B um, you are, um, you've hung up your apron on the B&B front I have. I've sold my business after 15 years. That's amazing. Well, um, somebody came along and I thought it was time to get rid of it. I love the business. I love my guests. I love what I did. But it was very hard work. It was seven days a week, 24 Mm. hours a day. And I decided I'd like to do something else. Well, you have been... kind of talking about it for some time yeah. haven't you yeah so it, it wasn't while it might have been out of the blue at that particular moment it wasn't something that was a complete surprise in terms of no of no it wasn't and and when the opportunity came along my children said if you don't take it we'll never speak to you again because i was always working yeah. and i i needed a life as well as as a work life mm. Um, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't running ICI, but it was it was a lot of responsibility. It was quite a big place. And um, it's very difficult to leave it to somebody else if you're not doing it yourself. You know, you're still thinking about it, worrying about it. So time off really isn't, it isn't as free as you'd like it to be. No. And I felt, you know, it was time after 15 years. I'd done sort of everything I wanted to do there and I wanted to try something else. We'll talk about the trying something else in just a minute and see what you're up to now. Um, but the am I right in thinking that the the actual premises is now going back to a private family home? It is. It's a family home, which is lovely. And the people who've bought it love it as much as I did because I adored that house. Mm. And I was very happy there. But it's rather nice for the house to be a family home because houses get a, a lot of hammer when they're a and b There's just people constantly there. And so the house is having a little rest now and it's being a very much loved family home and I'm thrilled. I think it's great. I, think, I guess in, in some ways it's also um, perhaps a, a relief in a way that you, that it's it's not kind of continuing as a and b without you. Yes, I think I think that's the trouble when you are the bit Compton House and the Com- Compton yeah. House was me. You know, it was my identity as well as everything else. And um, I would have found it quite hard to... <laughs> to hand that over yeah um but and i still get people ringing up all the time trying to book a room which is very nice and i had lots of wonderful letters and emails from my guests um you know heartbroken that i that i wasn't there and some people have lost their as they said they'd lost their home in england they've been coming to me for 14 years so but anyway i i've got a plan so excellent so so tell us about the plan and what are you up to now? Well, I'm looking, uh, I'm having a little bit of a rest at the moment, seeing friends and family that I haven't seen for a long time. And I'm looking for a smaller 
one or two smaller places which are self-catering because I think there's probably a lack of that in in Newark mm. um, so it's like B&B without the breakfast <laughs> which is which would be um, I mean I've done it before and it worked very well so so I'm thinking about doing that I'm also looking at somewhere in Yorkshire where I had a holiday home before and I'd like I miss going up there mm. um, and the main thing I want to do is is a blog with my guests because all my guests brought me food from all over the world from Tehran from Texas from Alabama Norway you name it um, Tokyo Russia they all brought food which was lovely their own kind of food and of course they've all said come and stay with me and I'm going to I'm going to do a blog of going to stay with my guests and getting them to cook for me and I want to cook with them in their own countries and learn about their food oh fantastic yeah so I'm really excited about that and I'm starting off with Norway and Alabama are you really yeah so do you actually have dates in the diary for that no I no I don't actually yet because um, unfortunately my husband is very ill so uh, I'm going to wait till um, you know it's a bit easier to go mm. and then I'm going to take off how fabulous well we'll yeah. find out more about that in just a moment let's have another little bit of music this is Alison Moyer and All Cried Out Alison Moyer All Cried Out that was from 1984 mm. God can you believe 1984 no. <laughs> how many years ago is that uh, uh, 24, 20 something years 20 Crikey. yeah something like, like that. no 30 oh. is it I don't know anyway <laughs> let's move on from the maths <laughs> let's not worry about the maths too much um, but it's a, it's a while ago we were we were in our youth at that point we were I think I was I think I'd Looming. actually just gone to university I think maybe in 1984 um, what were you up to in 1984 I just had my remember? second baby had you really yes I had my children very young. I was a child bride. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So, um, Norway and Alabama. Yes. And and Sydney, you were saying a minute ago. And Sydney. And, um, yeah. What a fabulous idea. I, I just love that idea of, of you going to visit the people who have you know been your guests for so many years. Yeah. And you going to visit them and have them cook for you and... Uh, and to kind of and I, and I guess you know as you say about creating this blog about it but I guess you can I can see I can see a recipe book I can see a TV series <laughs> <laughs> well yes I think the TV series might be a bit expensive to make if I'm leaping all over the world but we'll see and it's sort of carrying on the Compton House tradition really so I'm not wasting you know all the yes. things that I've built up it's keeping in touch with the people who, are, who I I love actually you know they're my friends now and it's interesting because obviously I love food and cooking and it's all about food. Mm. Um, and some other friends of mine have just got a restaurant in Denmark and they said, why don't you come over and, you know, help out in the summer? And I thought, oh, yes, I could pick up a Viking. <laughs> I could have a lovely, lovely time. And, it, you know, I want to do lots of different things and embrace lots of different experiences because if I don't do it now, you know, this is my moment to do it well and i think that's that's the thing isn't it there's um there are so many women that i know who have um in their late 50s and into their 60s have just suddenly taken on whole new lives mm. you know they've 
um, they've sold up maybe from what they've had. Yeah. Um, Travelled the world, uh, met new husbands, started new um, new ventures. Mm. It seems to me that that um, you know that that time of life when you get kind of past the menopause bit well you've brought up your children you know that you're you're yeah. sort of freer aren't you really mm, absolutely and somebody said to me yesterday oh you're such a good woman you know all the things you've done i said i don't want to be a good woman i want to be a bad woman i want to be having a fabulous time and you know <laughs> painting the world red just as june arrived just at that yes. point <laughs> we're talking about being a bad woman june what do you reckon Oh, hang on, let me give you a microphone and whatever. Sounds like a plan, yes. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) The world's full of 60-year-old women raging around (laughs) doing their thing. And why not? I tell you what, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. (laughs) I think my husband might get quite excited about that idea, the thought of me becoming a bad woman when I get get over 60. Um, So, um, but just kind of coming back... um, to sort of the present time you've been you were saying that um you've been judging or you are judging some awards locally and yes i had a great time last week i went to london and um evivo which is a hotel software company asked me to um present an award so that was lovely i got put up in a hotel and had a fantastic night at the cafe de paris it was wonderful and um and awarded the quirkiest B&B in England award, which was great. And it went to a castle in Scotland. So that was wonderful. Lovely. And uh, and next month I'm judging the Nottinghamshire uh, Restaurant Awards. So I'm looking forward to that. More eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm judging the front of house, which is, is something I'm quite interested in because i think service is a really important part of restaurants and b&b's and hotels Mm, Um, absolutely and surprisingly lacking in a lot of places it's something we don't do so well Mm. over here um compared to on the continent for example well that's right and i think it's not thought of as a profession people are waitressing are sort of doing it because they're not doing something else whereas in france and belgium you know a waiter it's his Mm. it's his profession and they're proud of it and they they do it brilliantly so I'm looking forward to that. Jolly good. Now, Lisa, um, if you've been listening up till now, you'll know that Lisa used to own Compton House B&B. Um, that is, she has now sold the house. It's gone back to being a private house. And Lisa is a free woman. <laughs> gadding gadding about <laughs> not gadding quite as far as you'd like to just yet but that's kind no. of, um so um but let's bring things a little bit uh, a little bit closer to home because we've got bonfire night coming up and we can't yes. let lisa out um out of our clutches really without um without some foodie talk can we we've got to talk no. food really so um uh Bonfire night. bonfire night seems to kind of these days seems to have a bit of less of a focus than Halloween. And I it? think it's a great shame because I love bonfire night and it's a family night and it's when people get together and you know obviously there's a big fire and all the rest of it. And Halloween is American, I think, and it's come over and it's commercial. It's about buying stuff, you know, trick or treating, all that malarkey, which I'm oh, I not very keen on. So I think bonfire night should be we should make more of that because it's a real tradition guy Fawkes, there's a new thing on the um new series on the television 
isn't there, which yes. I haven't seen, but... A, a bit gory. Yes. Gunpowder, episode one. Mm. And we, oh, I only watch nice yeah. things. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I try and only watch nice things too. But, um, you know, it's a fantastically... I don't know whether you, you should, but, you know, British tradition, and, and we should, you know, we should embrace it. It's great. I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you. Um, and I suppose that partly the, these days, it's, it's perhaps, again, been taken over more of the fireworks um, displays than um, than the the joys of of warm winter food. Yeah, and I, I, you know, when I was little, the anticipation of building the bonfire and putting all the old chairs on or whatever and building the guy and things was was really important. And, and you know, we always had friends around or we went to friends and somebody made the soup and somebody made the meringues and somebody did the baked potatoes and it was... And the toffee apple. Yes, and you knew what you were going to have and it was great because you looked forward to it. It was... Uh, I think it's a shame when you have something all year round now because you don't look forward to it it's not seasonal no exactly and, and these days i mean we do we have fireworks for just about everything don't yes, we yes but bonfire toffee i mean oh mm, it's gorgeous yeah how do you make bonfire toffee uh with treacle and uh, trying not to burn it because <laughs> it can get very dark you've got to just sort of get it off at the at the right time so what else? I mean, I know we can't give it a recipe per se, but off the top of your head. Well, how, ginger, how there's, you... there's parkin, which is lovely, that dark, moist, gorgeous cake. Oh, um, yes. Ginger biscuits. But the thing that I love are the baked potatoes. And um, when I was about seven, I think, my husband, who I've known for all my life, um, taught me how to make baked potatoes in the fire of course now we're all terrified of letting our children near the fire mm. but in those days you know we were quite wild and we were very countrified and we so you can either wrap them up in silver paper or just put and you need to stab the potatoes first either way or just put the potatoes in as they are and put them in the embers at the bottom of the fire and leave them for about an hour and then you steal some butter from the kitchen and sit outside you know and and cut the potatoes open and what we loved to do was not have the silver paper so we used to knock the ashes off the off the crispy skin which was Mm -hmm. gorgeous Mm -hmm. and i just think it's great for children to learn to do things like that you know and we we used to do it too and i mean i didn't live in the countryside i lived in a purely urban area but we had our bonfire and we would put potatoes yeah. in the ash, in the embers, as you say, at the bottom of the fire. And then you had to be very careful when you took them out because yes. they'd be very hot. And there's that lovely yes. sort of ashy, smoky mm. taste. It's great. Mm. I think it's great to teach kids to cook, you know, everything. And, I mean, you only burn yourself once. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. But I also think it's great to do these things, um, you know, to, to, to teach kids and to show them how to do things without microwaves cookers electronics mm. um because you know if you if you thought about it, if you actually had a power cut and you had no power at mm. all how would most how would homes feed themselves yeah they do, can people make bread you know do they grow their own food in fact since moving from compton house which had every uh you know electrical thing known to man i don't have a microwave i don't have a dryer and I thought, oh, I must go and buy all these things. But, you know, I love hanging my washing out. Mm. And I, I don't eat that much frozen food. So I make my own bread. I don't 
you don't need all this stuff all the time. No. Well, it's there for convenience, isn't it? And yeah. Conven- and, and I know when you've got children and, you know, you're a busy working mother, you, you need these things. But I'm quite enjoying sort of, you know, going going back in time because I'm a closet Amish. <laughs> you know, I like patchwork and I, uh, you know, I might take to wearing a bonnet. I don't know. But I, I quite like that sort of going back to going back to nature and the old ways, really. Well, it's it's interesting uh, you say that because, um, I mean, I haven't had a microwave for years. I mean, I had one, it died. I didn't bother replacing it. Mm. Don't miss it at all because there's, there's nothing that you can, there's nothing that you could do in a microwave that you can't do in some other way. No. Um, and even with frozen vegetables and um, and whatever else, well, you can still get them out and put them in a steamer. Yeah. Um, and, um, but I've also... Uh, recently because my dad passed away in the summer so i've been spending more and more time at my, with my mum um and you know they lived and obviously my mum still does live in a little old cottage no central heating gas fires only um and um uh, and i remember the you know times when if the electricity went which it frequently does out in the in the countryside um you know you we had the, an old kettle that we used to put on the fire yeah, to fantastic. boil water fantastic and we could you know and yeah um, we could still just about manage to, yeah. to cook fire toast that's something oh. that you don't get these days isn't it oh we went well, right into nostalgia the, now the pork we? thingy well yes. actually i've bought my grandson's a, um an antique toasting pork, toasting yeah. pork which mm. yeah you know, which extends which extends and they just had and of course you can also um what are those sweets oh, Mar- marshmallows, marshmallows. Yes. you can stick those on the end just taking off a long time doing it against a radiator wouldn't it yes <laughs> but know, they just love it oh i fantastic know fantastic making taste gorgeous i know well and you know actually i mean you could still do it with a, like a little fire pit in the garden if you because most homes mm. these days of course don't have an open fire to be able to do it on but a little fire pit in the garden mm. um you could do fire toast there's nothing like yeah. fire toast just nuts roasting on an open fire oh. yeah. yeah well i suppose yeah lots of people have fire pits mm. didn't they but mm-hmm. barbecues are now we've 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 turned into grumpy old women. <laughs> we've, been listening to that. we've gone from being wild women, <laughs> yes, <laughs> wild bad women over over fifty, <laughs> grumpy women, to grumpy women um, moaning about. It wasn't like that in my day. <laughs> no, quite, quite. So, what are you saying, June, about somebody trying to to get your get the church clock? Yes, I, I, chiming I, I, at yes. night. I used to I used to live in a um, a smallish village, not not terribly far away, and we had a, a village church which had. Um, a clock which chimed the quarter hour and, and quarter hours and whatever um, and it also occasionally they rang the bells um, ringing the bells wasn't a problem but people didn't like the fact that the clock chimed through the night how long had it been there that church i don't know but an awful long time a lot longer than all these yes. people that moved in like myself you know i admit mm-hmm. i was an incomer but um and, and that sort of thing you get used to anyway. It's like it's like all sorts of things, you know. Something like that, yes, is extremely irritating when well, you that's first what the move in. About, isn't but it? then it just becomes part of the the wallpaper, if you like, doesn't it? Mm. You know, you don't wake up every fifteen minutes when no, you, you don't notice it because it just happens. Mm. I used to live on the edge of a very busy road in Liverpool in a flat, and there was a, a roundabout there, which was even worse because the buses, in particular, used to you know change gear and, mm. and down and up and whatever um and it drove me mad for the first couple of months three months or so that i lived there because it woke me up all the time but then it just becomes 
background yeah know? you don't notice it yeah well the thing that that um, <clears throat> just adding my my your two penneth my two penneth um the thing that always amazes me is is why people move to these beautiful picturesque you know country villages um and then don't actually want anything of the 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 village life mm. don't, um, don't want the cock crowing in the morning they don't want bizarre, the smell of the cows it? whatever yeah. yes mm. perhaps our listeners can tell me <laughs> <laughs> um so just before we kind of um put the bonfire out as it were um any other any other bright ideas or memories that we have from our from our bonfire nights i mean dipping marshmallows in in the fire to melt them mm. and then dipping them in, yes. in melted chocolate. I mean, you can't get much better than that. That's sparklers. You? I used oh, to yes. love sparklers. Yes. Mm. We were all given sparklers because you weren't allowed near the... And you wrote your name in it, Yes, you wrote you? your name yes. in it and ran around yes. the fire. And, mm. and of course, in Nottingham, we're lucky because before Bonfire Night, there's Goose Fair with Grantham gingerbread and all the other lovely things, candy floss and all that stuff, which, was a, which I absolutely piece. adored going to Goose Fair. Then you've got Bonfire Night, which was, you know... A date in the calendar which we all look forward to so much. I think I think things have been dissipated a bit now, and um, I don't know whether it's because families don't get together so much, or they all go to big bonfires instead of having their own. Because you're not allowed to have a bonfire in your garden, are you anymore? Are you? I don't know. I, don't know. I always worry about hedgehogs mm. with bonfires. People well, yes. Um, I've never eaten a hedgehog, but I imagine that quite a lot of them get. Roasted. Get roasted, which would be awful. Apparently, it's supposed to be a gypsy delicacy, isn't it? Oh, roasted is it? Oh. oh. Yes, maybe. Just okay, should we, uh, should we move swiftly on now? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have just uh, another bit of music, and then we've got time for a little bit more chat with Lisa oh, before. Apple bobbing. Oh, yes. apple bobbing, yes. Mm. Well, we must talk about apple bobbing too. We've been talking here on Radio. Uh, Radio Newark, Girls Around Town, this morning with our guest Lisa Holloway. Um, we've been talking about uh, bonfire night. Um, now, we've been talking quite a lot about bonfire food because it's that lovely time of year when we can start getting into the um, into the warming drinks. The drinks, it? yes, just as important. Yes, and um, uh, you were mentioning, Lisa, about Whiskey Mac. Well, whiskey my father used to like Whiskey Mac on a cold day and... and uh, especially on bonfire night we used to have whiskey mac and i used to have a little sip and i must say i really liked it <laughs> <laughs> but also um you know mum used to make a sort of spiced apple drink or we'd have mulled wine or obviously not the children um but now i really love the sort of cold evenings and and having something warm and alcoholic it's just glorious well i think and particularly now that the clocks have changed so yeah. we're going to get you know an hour less light in the evenings mm. um it does sort of it, it just kind of lend itself You've got to, to have some benefits haven't you yes something warming as you yes. go into the evening one of our great friends is um danish and and she said because it's it's dark all the time a lot where she lives every day before christmas they have a different recipe they have a different food they have different candles because they have to do something there's nothing else to do and i think with our evenings drawing in, it's lovely to think of something to do to make a nice drink or, you know, cook something nice rather than just sitting and watching the box. Mm. Well, to make the most of the winter. Well, absolutely. And as you were saying about um, whiskey and ginger, well, I mean, ginger wine, you can 
get ginger wine that is non-alcoholic yeah of course um so um fiery ginger beer and fiery ginger beer mm. Mm. <gasps> i'm not sure children like ginger do they i don't know well well they must have done yeah. They must have done because they used to have lashings and lashings of ginger beer. Lashings of ginger beer. <laughs> Back in the day. Um, I always loved it. I still mm. do love ginger mm. beer, actually. Um, actually, talking of ginger, well, it was actually ginger ale. I'm kind of digressing slightly, but um, I had a little impromptu uh, night out with the husband the other day um, and for the first time had rhubarb gin with ginger ale. Oh. It was very nice. Really? Mm. I've made Ruchella, you know, r- rhubarb and vodka. But that's very nice. Mm. Well, gin's having a bit of a resurgence. Oh, yes. yes. And I had a lovely drink the other day at a friend's house, which was gin, elderflower and Prosecco. And I have to tell you, Whoa. it wasn't just one glass. It was <laughs> so nice. It's a really good combination. I, I can't drink gin. It makes me physically sick. Well, you don't know just you're the drinking gin. That's the whole point yeah. of no, the drink. No, no. E- even drink the, tiny, the tiniest little bit, you know, or really? the smell on somebody's breath makes me yeah. feel ill. But um, elderflower and Prosecco, I could manage, I could manage well, that. Well, I've done that before, obviously, mm. for lots of things, but I, I've, I've never put gin in it. And I thought, hmm. But it is, it is the trendy Just drink at the moment. There's so bump. many different varieties and different colours. And mm, yeah. um, I mean, I think even um, here locally, um, at Anivan, you can choose from something like 50 different gins. Really? Or I went oh, to no. gin tasting recently, which was Did quite you? fun, yes. And I don't really like gin. But I... <laughs> you, yourself. I pushed through it. Yeah, you, you took one for the team, <laughs> yeah. As you would. Somebody had to do it. Well, it, we, I mean, that's the thing, is that, you know, somebody's got to do it. I, I am happy to take on the mantle of gin taster for okay. you know, okay. Um And talking of which, actually, the other thing I, I discovered the other day, I think it, I came across it on Facebook, but I'm a tasked husband to go and get some to try it out. Gin and tonic tea. Ooh. Fortnum and Mason's, apparently. Oh, really? One of oh, their... I, um, yeah, I, I keep seeing that post on one Facebook. One of their new range. Yeah. Mm. Um, gin and tonic tea. Mm. Got to give that a try. Mm. I Very had much. a rabbit for breakfast at Fortnum's last week. It was £11 for one piece of rice. Oh. But I have to say, it was the nicest Welsh rabbit I've ever had. Well, it would you'd want it to be, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd want it to be. Dua Lipa and New Rules, which is kind of quite apt, really, because um, we're at a, a point in, in Lisa's life, for sure, where new rules is what it's all about, isn't it? Yes. Or, or no, no rules. rules. Or no <laughs> rules. Even better. I can stay up late. I can get up late. But of course you don't really because old habits die hard. So you always think I should be doing something or I should be doing this. Or, um, and your brain doesn't stop. So you're still, you know, going round and round thinking up new things and thinking about food and recipes and cooking. And, and ballroom dancing, apparently. Yes. You're thinking up new things, but you're thinking up new things that you want to do. Yes, that's that true. That you can do when you want, how you want. Uh, yes. It's like, it's like, you know, leaving a proper job as I did eight or nine yes. years ago. Now what I do, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yes, it's a revelation, I have mm. to say. It's great. Liberation. As yeah. Well, when you don't have that tie... Um, it is, I mean, B&Bs are very tying. You're tied to the house and, of course, you know, your guests who say they're going to arrive at two o'clock, uh, perhaps go and have lunch or something and don't arrive till six and you want to stab them when they arrive, but you've still got to be, <laughs> you know, very welcoming. 
Or they say they're coming at two and you're just having lunch in the pub next door and they ring up and say we're outside your door at quarter to twelve. Ah. So it's, uh, it is, it's very liberating not to have that, um, it's not a worry, but you know, that, yeah. that sort of responsibility. That commitment yeah. and that responsibility, mm. of course. Well, when you start off on your world tour, yes, then, um, uh, you'll have to, uh, as you say, yes, become a girl around the world and mm. phone in and yeah, report back and um, and so on. Yeah, that could be I'm interesting. Really looking forward to it. I think it'll be, I think it'd be so interesting. It'd be lovely to see people again. It'd be so interesting, and I'm, I hope I'll learn a lot. Mm. I think you will, and you'll have a ball. I will. oh good for you lisa good for you thank you so much for coming on the show this morning it's been a pleasure lovely to see you again sharing your your stories um just enough time to tell you what's coming up next week next week we have uh roslyn our um well-being girl around town um who's coming in with her guest lisa taylor and lisa is um a bit of an expert in yoga uh, yoga for pain caused by stress, anxiety or depression. Um, so uh, that sounds rather interesting. I should be most, I should be most interested I should be in that. To that. Yes, because I'm um, suffering rather a lot of pain. Whether it's caused by stress, I don't know. But I certainly, certainly find myself waking up in the middle of the night with my jaws clenched, which I <laughs> guess is a bit stressful. Um, and uh, well, it has been a bit of a year. Yes. Um, I think probably for for all of us um, in one way or another. But um, well, I had a new so, knee this year. Did you? Yes, and a new kneecap, and it's fantastic. It's the best thing I ever did. Marvelous. Well, there we go. Um, uh, it, June's having new teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next appointment this coming Friday. Lovely. Mm. Um, and Ju- and Sue has got a new baby. Um, well, not her yeah. personally. Sue hasn't actually personally had a new baby. Her daughter has oh, had a lovely. new baby. Um, so, congratulations to Jen and to Simon and to Sue for being a granny again. A new baby girl has arrived, and hopefully, um, then uh, we hope Jen will get better soon, so that uh, Sue can come in and tell us all about it. In the meantime, stay tuned for Craig, and we will be back with you next Sunday. 